Welcome back to the Neuroscience Meets Social and Emotional Learning Podcast for Brain Fact Friday and episode number 131. Of all the Brain Fact Fridays so far, this one made me stop, think, and make connections to past episodes and how the brain learns. Welcome back. I'm Andrea Samadhi, a former educator who's been fascinated with understanding the science behind high-performance strategies in school, sports, and the workplace for the past 20 years. If you've been listening to our podcast, you'll know that we've uncovered that if we want to improve our social and emotional skills and experience success in our work and personal lives, it all begins with an understanding of our brain. This week's brain fact came to me when I was asked to appear this past weekend on Naomi Tolan's live Q&A with Barbara Oakley. She's the author of many books, including Learning How to Learn, and I was to ask her a question related to how the brain learns. In this episode, you'll learn the two major ways the brain learns, the difference between these two modes of learning, declarative and procedural learning, why one type of learning might work better for one student than the other, and then aha moments for the classroom, sports, and beyond. The first question for Barbara on this call caught my attention, and it was from Phil Stringer, a department head of math, research chair of applied cognitive science from Vancouver, Canada, and it was his question that got me thinking. He asked, how can we move away from a grades-based culture to a learning culture, or the idea of using points and grades versus just feedback for students. And I got my pencil out right away, knowing that there were a few schools near me who don't use grades at all. Students just complete assignments, receive feedback, and work at their own pace. Some students are very happy working in this environment, and I wondered what Barbara, the expert on teaching and learning, would say. Her answer blew us away. The feedback after this event continued all night. She shared her screen, and she explained that the brain learns through two major systems. The first, the declarative system, which is like when I'm teaching something. Declarative links in the brain occur because we've listened to an explanation of something. The new information goes from the working memory, which used to be called short term, but working is the new term, through the hippocampus and puts the new information into long-term memory. I thought back to episode number 127, how emotions impact learning in the brain, and thought how important it is to be sure that students are making connections with their learning and what's important to them to sear the new information at the brain level using emotion, since we feel, therefore we learn. The next system is the procedural system, which is built when we practice a skill over and over again without thinking about it. This new information goes through the basal ganglia in the brain and deposits the new learning or new skill into the long-term memory. Todd Woodcroft talked about this idea on episode number 38 with the daily grind in the NHL, and Dr. John Donlosky mentioned it in episode 37 when he spoke about the importance of spaced repetition as the most effective cognitive strategy for student success. We need both types of learning when learning a new language, math, sports, or when we're learning anything. But Barbara reminds us that some people like to learn declaratively, 
with an explanation, like people with dyslexia. And others on the autism spectrum disorder prefer to learn more procedurally with practice if you're applying this idea to the classroom. This brings us to this week's Brain Fact Friday. We want people to learn both declaratively through an explanation or procedurally by practicing a skill over and over again, but what we learn procedurally, we cannot explain. If you've been asking your students to explain every step with their math problems, remember that some mathematical concepts have been acquired procedurally, and they won't be able to explain it. This doesn't mean they don't understand the concept, they just can't explain it back to you declaratively. Barbara Oakley further explains that you could even destroy their interest in learning the subject if you force them to explain every step. Have you ever asked a student or even your own child to explain something and they say, oh, this is just how I do it? This is because they were taught the skill using the procedural system and they can't explain it to you. Frederike Fabricius from episode 27 covers in her book, The Leading Brain, Neuroscience Hacks to Work Smarter, Better, Happier, the process of procedural learning, or she calls it intuitive decisions. She offers the example of when Captain Sully Sullenberg explains that he was able to make that safe emergency landing in the Hudson River that saved all 155 passengers because he said, For 42 years, I've been making small, regular deposits in this bank of experience, education, and training. And on January 15th, the balance was sufficient that I was able to make a withdrawal. He acted intuitively after years of experience. She also explained this concept with Wayne Gretzky, who's considered to be the greatest hockey player of all time because his years of experience and practice on the ice gave him what many fans consider hockey sense, or knowing how to be in the right place at the right time. These intuitive decisions come without thinking, And Frederike shares that it could even be disruptive if you ask someone to explain how exactly they do what they do. To sum up Brain Fact Friday, we want people to learn both declaratively through an explanation or procedurally by practicing a skill over and over again, but what we learn procedurally we cannot explain. The procedural system recognizes patterns and helps you to react quickly So don't eliminate rote learning from the classroom. Just don't call it drill and kill. Call it something more positive, Barbara suggests, like drill and skill. And don't forget that when learning procedurally, you need to provide feedback immediately. Don't delay the feedback as this breaks the pattern made and it will make it harder for the student to learn the new skill effectively. We all learn from Phil Stringer's question. And we're all reminded that too much focus on grades or points has a detrimental impact on student learning, but testing a student is one of the most effective ways to help students to learn since it provides the perfect amount of stress to motivate the student to perform. I hope you can see the importance of thinking about these two ways that our brains acquire new information and that it opens up your thinking like it opened up mine. I'm no longer going to ask my children to explain every step in their math problems and just trust that they've learned the steps procedurally. I'll see you next week where we have another case study of a fascinating woman from my hometown of Toronto, Canada, who's otherwise known as the woman who changed her brain. Have a good weekend.
If you're enjoying the Neuroscience Meets Social and Emotional Learning podcast, please don't forget to subscribe so you'll stay up to date with our new episodes. While you're there, please feel free to give us a review or a five-star rating as it helps others find us. For more information on our programs, books, and tools for schools and the workplace, visit us at www.achieveit360.com. 